Hey, TRB fans, for the best in Star Wars accessories and jewelry, head to jewelrybrands.shop for items spanning the entire Star Wars galaxy from the Mandalorian to the Skywalker Saga and beyond. I'm wearing a Grogu pin myself right now. Their items are top of the line, best stuff you can get out there. And make sure you use code TRB at checkout to get 10% off your order. Jewelrybrands.shop, the best in Star Wars accessories and jewelry. Welcome back, everybody, to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thanks for joining us on this wonderful Monday. We are towards the end of July here. Summer is still piping hot. Star <laughs> Wars news, not as much, but we always piping have a good not. time here. I, we're piping not. <laughs> right, James? Totally. Uh, yeah, but we always have a good time here on TRB. That's what we, uh, that's what we like to do. Um, as you just heard, James Bainey, uh, we also have Lacey Gillerin. How you doing, Lacey? I know what you're going to say. I changed my hair and I did. Looks nice that way. Thank you so much. It's like six inches shorter. <laughs> I was just continuing the dialogue from The Last Jedi. Oh, I thought you were being genuine. Never no, it mind. does look nice. It does look nice that way though. It does. <laughs> um, Lacey is back from, um, the, the AC sessions. Yes, I'm in the cool, cool <laughs> chillness of AC. You hear that, you guys? Got a lot of, you got a lot of compliments. Uh, I about... appreciate that because I thought it looked like trash. So I appreciate people being like, I actually liked it. I'm like, you're being so nice. Thank you so much. Yeah. But that's not the, <laughs> that's not the finished product. The it audio listeners are like, what? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Where was she? <laughs> well, they know. They know. heard us describe it. Talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, so so let's before we get into the news because this, this isn't really anything to talk about too deep because this issue is not coming out until October to close out this whole bounty hunter thing. Leia and Kira on a cover of the Marvel Bounty Hunter comic book, which is going to close that series out in October. And if this is not a poster, I don't know what is. You have Leia on one side, Kira on the other, and right dab in the middle, frozen <laughs> in carbonite. The love of their life, Han Solo. Um, and I find what I find interesting about this is when Kira and Han were together, you know, Leia was like probably like nine. And now you see the two of them and Kira just little uh, age of Adeline or Benjamin Button. And it just doesn't or Jack it just doesn't age. Or Jack Being bad age, does good actually. for your skin, apparently. Yes. I mean, you can tell that from a drawing of a person. Well, she well, looks saying, pretty like, the same, yeah. Yeah, these are all these years later. Like, then this is her, you know, Alden turned into Harrison Ford, and there's young as ever, no wrinkles, uh, Amelia Clark. No stress when you're at the top of Crimson Dawn. That's right, baby. I think she, she looks her, older. She, I think she almost looks like Natalie Portman in that photo. Interesting. Hmm. All I know is I saw this and I immediately thought of the picture of Harrison Ford spitting out water. So that's what I tweeted. And I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> Just like they're together. (laughs) 
It's yeah. the one time Han would rather be in the carbonite. Right, than it's, out of it. It's, it's, it's Carol and, and uh, Jan at Casino Night in the office. Oh my god, that's such a good episode. <laughs> Two queens on Casino Night. I'm going to drop a deuce on everybody. Uh, so yeah, what do, you guys, what do you guys think about this? Do you think this is going to have uh, some sort of big what to do to end this series? Do you think it's more of a let's try to sell some comic books and then it's going to be all for nothing? Go ahead, James. I, I mean, I definitely think that it is a meetup that we've wanted to see for a while now. And that will ultimately lead to the sale of comic books. How much of an impact is the confrontation going to have? I doubt much. I imagine they'll have a few words and Leia will say something along the lines of like, well, I thank you for taking care of him or something along those lines. And I mean, they might fight or something, but I imagine that's where it will end and they'll go their separate ways. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is going to be a straight up cat fight. (laughs) I think that there's no way that Leia is going to go in being like, hey, what's up? She's going to be like, Mm -hmm. what the hell is wrong with you? Especially we're going to get into it with the resistance report of like where she is in the story of like, hey, who wants him? guys anyone like i can't see leia being like yeah like just sell him off that's totally okay (laughs) yeah um but i think she'll try to uh i can understand where you're coming from james where you're saying like they'll go their separate ways i think they will but i think words will be said from leia at least and you know what's also a little bit interesting about this obviously you know we're we're hoping that they turn it around as Ron Howard thinks they might and do some more solo live action stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't think that Kira saying, go, I'm right behind you to like help Pong just, you know, get out is the last time they see each other. If this is how she's behaving about his, his corpse in a block of carbonite. We're going to talk about that. No, no, I know. I know. But I'm just saying, (laughs) you know, it makes a little too happen. But anyway, uh, all right. So enough about this. It's time to talk about Fast and the Furious. James, oh, you took report. that segue away from James. James, come on, give a good segue. Let's do it. It's the resistance. I don't have a good segue. I thought you were going to say, speaking of Han. Oh, no. I'm totally... Come uh, on. He's my second favorite Han. Yeah. I am excited to talk about Han. You you know what's stronger than TRB? Family. Family. (laughs) It's pretty obvious. (laughs) (laughs) We just survived Fast 9. We all know about family. John's been on the internet in the past week, apparently. Yeah, I haven't yeah. watched that crappy movie. Are you kidding me? Um, oh, I'm geez. very excited for it, except for the fact that it got bad reviews. But um, yeah. I still haven't seen it. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about Han, but the actor who plays him, um, Sung Kang. He was uh, doing an interview for Rotten Tomatoes and was asked specifically about uh being on Obi-Wan Kenobi and Star Wars in general. And he had a lot of really heartwarming things to say about the franchise and about being uh, or having the opportunity to be a part of it, uh, including, you know, uh, he says, 
the feeling that I get on set is, uh, is every single crew member, you look them in the eyes and you can see, it's like a kid going, I grew up watching Star Wars. Like, this is my dream to be here, to see one of the Star Wars characters or Darth Vader characters, or, you know, one of the Jedi's walking around. Um, this is something that we've heard from many people involved in the process that Star Wars being able to be a part of the process of making it is a dream come true. And so hearing it again from him is no surprise, but it's always a delight to hear. Um, I'm going to start with you, Lacey, on this one, just because you were so excited to talk about Han. (laughs) What are your thoughts on uh, his statements here? Well, I love Han and I love Tokyo Drift. It's my favorite Fast and the Furious movie. So there's that. But on the Star Wars angle, um, per usual, I'm going to probably be really boring right now and just say what I always say, which is like, I love hearing people talk about how much they love Star Wars and how like thankful they are to be a part of the process and the production and the projects. I mean, we even heard this from Ewan McGregor, who was in multiple Star Wars movies talking about how pumped he was to see stormtroopers on the set of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So it's really cool to see him talk about it because when they announced him, I was pumped for him just because I love him in Fast and the Furious. Um, But to know that he's such a big fan where he talked about, you know, dressing up like these characters on Halloween and they mean so much to him. um, It's it's really heartwarming and wonderful because it's more than just a job or a project for him. It's like he said, it's like a dream come true. Um, And I know I feel that often being on a podcast about Star Wars is like, I get to talk about this twice a week. This is amazing. He gets to be in it. So he's a little bit above me, but uh, still very cool. And I can't wait to see who he is. I I was a little like, hmm, what does it mean that he said he saw Darth Vader? But I don't know if he said that like generically, like, oh, you see someone like Darth Vader. Um, but it makes me think, I, I don't think he's going to be on the Empire side, but that's just me. See, that's weird, Lacey, that you say that because Darth Vader has been announced. So we know Darth Vader's coming back. So him saying, uh, I'll read it again, or Darth oh, Vader character, Darth Vader's character I'm is saying not the for surprise. him to, to be in the same area as Darth Vader, to me, says, okay, is his character with the Empire? Is his character, you know, going to run into Darth Vader at some point? That's the crazy <laughs> speculative Star Wars fan that I am. Um, but I think, like you're saying, James, it might have just been like, hey, they were shooting something at the same time that they could have been shooting his scene next, basically. Well, what what I what I'm getting out is that it seems like the fans have been speculating more on the next line or you know, one of the Jedi's walking around. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a big phrase too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a big statement too. So, uh, yeah. That's awesome. Well, well I'll talk to you, John. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk to you, John, on that one. What What do you think he means by one of the Jedi's walking around? <sighs> yeah, that's a good question, man. I don't know. It 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 was very casual speak, and it's an interview with Rotten Tomatoes, and um, I it's it's hard to say if he's talking about in like specifics and specific characters he could have seen darth vader's costume hung up somewhere or you know on one of the you know uh costume rooms who knows but you know my my biggest takeaway here is the fact that we are in this strange era where the kids who grew up on star wars or the original star wars are now the ones making it and we've heard you know hal hickle you know, his story of writing the letter to George Lucas 
and now he is uh, a big important part of what they're doing over there at ILM and J.J. Abrams, you know, getting into filmmaking because of George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, and he gets to make Star Wars movies. And, you know, it's it's in every tier of this stuff are people who were inspired by what George Lucas created, which is absolutely crazy. And to think that, you know, it, it can be looked at as a bad thing, because sometimes people say, well, you know, that's... They're just you're, they're doing fan service because they were fans of it and stuff. But you know, you see more and more the the correlations between the how they perfect the costumes and everything. Like the fans know. Like look at the five hundred first guys who had better costumes than the stormtroopers they had set up to be stormtroopers. Like the fans know. That's how passionate Star Wars fans are. That's mm-hmm. why there is a Star Wars celebration. We don't mess around. You can say what you want about Star Wars fans in terms of like, ah, they're always arguing about this and always arguing about that. Part of the reason why that happens is because we, one, love it so much, and two, we know it so, so well, sometimes better than our own families. And it's just, I I, I love that aspect of it and that they're embracing it. And he, uh, you know, he did use the word uh, passion and its history and all that in there. Uh, so I think it's it's a part of it is, yeah, you're looking around and you're all that you're in Star Wars. But I think it's also taking ownership of that and realizing the responsibility of I get to be in Star Wars. I don't want to be the one that messes this up. I want to make sure we get this right and do it right. So people aren't like, that's the Joel Schumacher version of Star Wars. No offense, Joel Schumacher. <laughs> Jedi Rest nipples. In peace. <laughs> no, no nipples on the Darth Vader suit. Every None. character in Star Wars is like the new Joker. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the God. next Joker. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Just so total scrutiny. So again, like at the top, like I said, there's not a lot of news to get into today. Like if this was a, a just a white hot news week, you know, this may be one of those quick hits that we run through. But you, we we get time because there isn't a lot of news. We do get time to like relish in these statements that these people make. And he seems like a really, you know, good, charismatic guy. And I almost want to hear more about what he has to say. Maybe when he's allowed to say more details and we find out what kind of character he's playing. But... There isn't a lot to go off here, but I do like the fact of all those aspects of this thing that they, there is this legacy that they have to live up to. And um, it makes me confident that uh, they're going to deliver something special with this show. There hasn't been one aspect of this show that has made me nervous at all. Whereas I could, I, I don't know if I could say that about all the other ones that are upcoming. Mm-hmm. So. I'm a little surprised that both of you still kind of landed on the... I am really happy to be in Star Wars aspect of the story and not so much that Jedi's walking around thing. That statement to you I know, took it that's casual. a throwaway. Really? Yeah, I took nah. it really casually like, "Hey, you're just there and he named like buzzwords for Star Wars fans." But he pluralized Jedi's, which means which is a mistake anyway. I know it's a mistake anyway. <laughs> But my point here is that... You English major, shut up. (laughs) He so casually throws out one of the Jedis walking around, which means there's Obi-Wan Kenobi and there will be another Jedi. And even if he's... Even if he's referring to maybe a Sith or an Inquisitor or something, that's cool confirmation. The other thing that he could be confirming is that he could be talking about Darth Vader, but since he specifically states Darth Vader beforehand, we're going to cancel him out. So it is... So to me, this is confirmation, and it's 
probably we already knew this, but we are getting either an old Jedi that we've seen before or a new Jedi that we've seen before, or we're getting a new Sith or old Sith that we've, that we, you know what I'm saying? Well, like, Moses Ingram has been practicing with a lightsaber and she posted about it on social media. So, or it's Liam Neeson. And, right. That yeah. That's the only other thing that I can think that, there's a possibility that it could be Yoda or Liam Neeson or, you know, or uh, uh, Qui-Gon, I mean. But that has not been confirmed that there's any Mm -hmm. other Jedi in this. And this statement means that there will be other Jedi or other Sith or other Inquisitors or something Mm -hmm. along those lines. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. So regardless if it is is as simple as Qui-Gon Jinn is going to be in this as well, and that's who he's referring to, that's happening. It's happening that there will be another Jedi in this. New, old, anything. I I found that interesting. I thought, okay, cool. It's not just Obi-Wan going on a mission and he's the only Force-using character in this story. There will be another. Wink. <laughs> There's <don't> another. <laughs> I, I agree. It is something to look at. I took it... I'm so typical of star wars fans we look at phrases like that and we point out words and we're like highlighting them but at the same time the kind of skeptical side of me as a star wars fan is like oh he probably just met this casually he wasn't letting things slip he was he was meaning casually and to only only some people would really hang on that sure sure but i but i'm saying i think when you when you talk casually you're like or like you know one of the the classic X wings or something like that, and you're like, sure. you're like, oh, classic X wings. That's interesting. That's an interesting right. statement. That says something, you know. Mm-hmm. And you try to analyze it, and you're like, well, maybe he doesn't know the difference between the new X wings and the old X wings or something. But then the statement right before it kind of d- shows that he does, you know, mm-hmm. like he could be talking about Darth Vader, he could and Obi Wan. But then he because he says Darth Vader, that rules him out. I, I like I'm trying to just break it down a little bit, and I found it interesting that there's sure. going to be another Force using character in this show besides Vader and besides Obi Wan. Because right. he pluralized Jedi's, one of the Jedi's walking around. I think that's interesting. Yeah, it makes it, sense. Yeah. John, you are probably right at the end of the day. It's probably Liam Neeson. I mean, just <laughs> if you have one scene where they're together. Cut to Liam Neeson happen- being like, what? I and, don't and, know what you're yeah, talking about. And the crew was <laughs> I like. I approached. The crew was like, hey, you're going to want to be here on this day. We're going to shoot, you know, th- this scene. It's, it's mm-hmm, cool and mm-hmm. it's important. And. He's talking you know, about, you're there, and he's just talking about you know Liam Neeson and one of, and, um, one of the Jedi's walking around, and it's Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi and Liam Neeson as Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah, <laughs> you know the Jedi. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. It, oh, he God, says it. I can't wait. He says it in a way, and I'm, this is jumping to conclusions, but he says it in a way like there's like ten Jedi, and at any given sure. moment, one of the Jedi's could just be walking around. Well, he doesn't remember that us, they're all dead. <laughs> let's just yeah. not eliminate the uh, the option or the chance that there we could be doing a little flashback city here and seeing some old stuff. Yeah, true. Yes, true. And, true. and again, that's that's part of it. E- even if you consider moving, you know, back to the past, 
you're still going to see other Jedi. Like, because I, I can't stop. I and mean, recently there was a, someone tweeted out, we have time because our news stories are <laughs> What are you saying we have time? Go ahead, say whatever you're going to say. There, so there, there was a photo going around of Hayden Christensen, people, you know, some Star Wars fans that just like, they, they get their rocks off to Star Wars for some reason and, you know, get to teach their own, I guess. But uh, of Hayden Christensen looking kind of like buffed up. He is buff. And, and he was wearing a but, Hayden Christensen shirt, by the way. But, but I don't, has anyone confirm that's a recent photo that's all i'm saying i don't know if it, i can look I'm it saying, up because sometimes that happens and they're like oh yeah that's from like 2008 he's doing jumper but anyway it's if if he is that buff because he's getting doing the vader thing what i can't wrap my head around is why they need him to be darth vader they did absolutely they obviously didn't need him at all in rogue one they you know he's not doing the voice of darth vader so the only thing i could think of which you know i was i was gonna think about doing this as our conversation for thursday but is he gonna be fighting obi-wan with his like mask off and give us just this whole nother look at vader to like try to like guilt obi-wan and and weaken him in that way so he loses like he takes off like they they're face to face and vader takes his helmet off and takes the mask off and just leaves the breathing thing on like that would mm. be insane right mm-hmm. that's the only way i could say that they need hayden christensen to be playing darth vader unless they're doing flashbacks but again she said he's playing darth vader we don't need flashbacks of him as darth vader we saw that already in revenge of the sith I think he's going to fight Obi-Wan Kenobi with his... He's going to take his helmet off, like the Predator. And he's going to have just the breathing thing. And it's going to be like this new look at, at this badass version of Darth Vader that we haven't seen yet. Kind of right. like we saw a little bit with the Soko with the Shattered Eye thing. Whew. That's why I think it is likely to happen, because Twilight of the Apprentice happened. And everybody was shocked when the mask kind of came off or it was broken and in that moment you started to hear the Darth Vader voice but also Matt Lanter's voice right come out at the same time so there's a possibility here which you might be looking at is a maskless Vader where they're like blending some sort of voice where you can clearly hear Hayden Christensen speaking like Mark Hamill Blending it with younger Mark Hamill. Yeah. They did that in trailers right. and stuff. For the trailer. Yeah, the Force Awakens trailer, they did that. Um, they did what? They blended Mark Hamill now with young Mark Hamill. Yeah, his lines from Return of the Jedi. Oh. Yeah. Cool, right? It's also Kenobi. They blended Alec Guinness with Ewan McGregor. So, so, somewhere yeah, in, in, in mm-hmm. some, on some MacBook somewhere at... Skywalker Sound or whatever, there are lines recorded from James Earl Jones for Darth Vader that Hayden Christensen's also going to say exactly in that same speed. And I think that's is I agree. I think that's what they're going to do. Question: Why is be, it a MacBook? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Because I feel like he, all those guys always have MacBooks. No, because you, you, well, you've been paying attention to Zack Snyder and Zack Snyder's like cut and stuff was all on a MacBook, and there was, was all this press oh about God. yeah. <laughs> So, so he, but he's going to roll up and he's going to get out of his ship and he's going to, he's going to, it's not going to be, he gets it hit and it gets like knocked off. He's going to take that thing off 
What if he has like a half mask, like a like a breathing thing, but then that's what I said. Yeah, he's gonna have the breathing apparatus on. Got it. Got it. Okay. And he's gonna have the red Sith eyes. That's gonna be so scary. And at one moment, like Obi Wan's gonna have the upper hand, and like his little baby blues are gonna pop in. Red Sith eyes. First of all, do you mean yellow 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 eyes? Yellow and red Sith eyes. Oh yeah, I got you. And then, but but I don't think he would have that until like one. Well, he would have it at one specific moment, probably. We're doing a lot of speculation yeah. right now. But we have the we have the time. So anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, moving, I'm, call, I'm calling a I'm calling a book it. That's happening. Moving beyond that story, do you want to talk about more of the comics? Because we can go back. We probably should have just made this <laughs> the first story. Uh, but we can talk a little bit about how War of the Bounty Hunters number two has Jabba bidding for Han Solo. Yo, it's getting bananas up in that comic. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not reading these because I'm currently reading the books and trying to get ahead of that stuff for book discussions, which, by the way, comes out tomorrow. But I am very excited to probably go through a, a full binge of yeah, the yeah. War of the Bounty Hunter stuff because I feel it's very it, it's important that we kind of have a our head around a lot of the stuff that's happening here for solo reasons, for just general Star Wars reasons, for Book of Boba Fett reasons, like all sorts that's of stuff. That's why I'm following it. Yeah. Yeah. I follow on Star Wars news now. Yeah. Plug. I have some I have some suggestions by the way. This is this is live <laughs> live to tape, but yeah, I have some suggestions of how we can make that a little bit better. Um so Keep up with the stuff that's going on on Star Wars Newsnet because um, the comics are going to be great. Um, what do you guys, what John? What do you think of the Jabba bidding and all that stuff? All I have to say is <laughs> make Solo two happen because that this is the aftermath of what could be an amazing entanglement between all of these crime syndicates that we know are on a MacBook somewhere at John Kasdan's house. Um, so, now, I the, the the biggest takeaway here for me is just how cold Kira has become. And I know it is years later, but, she, I mean, the way she talks about Han, uh, there's no chance in my mind that when she kind of saves his ass by saying, you know, go, I'm right behind you, and then says, you know, all, the, all of them were killed and, and whatever... That that was the last time she saw Han because I think she still liked Han then, and she kind of like looked off at at the horizon and stuff as she was leaving, looked down on him, and probably felt a little bad. This is someone who has zero sentiment or feeling whatsoever for this person. Can I read what and... he says? I have it up, or she yeah, says. Yeah, go, yeah. Go so ahead. she said, "There's a name we all know, the one man who probably owes credits to every single person in this room. He cannot be trusted. He has no loyalty. He believes only in himself, and he causes endless problems for anyone he encounters. But somehow, okay. despite half the galaxy wanting him dead, he survives. He slips through every net thrown around him. So they're setting the table." For th- there's there's something that clearly happened between the two of them when yep. he's working he's working for Jabba she's working for Crimson Dawn maybe even taking over Crimson Dawn who knows what happens there they're setting that table up and I I can't think that they're doing that in a comic book that uh, there's there's so many um, uh, imagine you know the 
I'm getting ramped up here because I'm just so <laughs> passionate about this. The the tension in the positive and negative tension between Amelia Clark and Alden Ehrenreich was piping hot. It was so good on screen. Their chemistry was amazing. Mm-hmm. It, now if we see them get entangled in a negative way where there's contention, that'll be off the charts in a way. Lovers that to been, enemies we were, instead of enemies that, to lovers. That, yeah. that, that, that a lot of us were hoping we would get a better version out of maybe with Ray and Kylo that really didn't deliver for a lot of people because they didn't they didn't go too far one way or the other. They kind of towed the line. This can really be something special. And it's just, in my opinion, just more logical sense for them to make that series happen. Right. And especially a series because you can say this episode we're focusing on the huts and setting that up. This one we're doing Crimson Dawn. This one we're doing the Pikes. This one we're doing, you know, even Boba Fett is involved here. Uh, and then the latter half of the season, you entangle everything and you, you send you know, Han on these adventures for the huts where he winds up screwing over Kira and she gets almost killed or something like it's all there on a freaking platter more than ever. And that's all I have to say. Like this, her saying that stuff to me made me happy because it's like this isn't just one of those things where it's a fluff like, oh, Han, I, you know, he used to be a lover of mine. And I'd be like, oh, crap. That there's really nothing she there. She is a woman S- scorned here. Something happened. Yeah, there's more to that story. They have crossed paths again, and we need to see it. And we need to see it between those actors because the chemistry was best in Star Wars besides Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford. Boom. How you doing? I kind of feel like, you know, I do love Harrison Ford and, and Carrie Fisher, but there are definitely moments between Alden and Amelia that I think are more romantic. Sizzling. and. Yeah, over the top. James, why don't you go next? I don't know how much more I have to add because when I saw this, I I put together that this takes place after Solo and right. there's some missing stuff there. But I didn't... I don't know. John's laying it out even for me like as we're talking and I'm going, yeah, you know? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I'm, I'm, I'm never convinced that this... <sighs> that it was meant to be like we knew we were doing a, a sequel and then it didn't do good at the box office. So we canceled it. And I don't know that they're sitting there now going, Oh, we got to make this happen. We, we got to figure out a way to make it happen either. You know, I don't know. I'm, I would, I would love to see it happen. I'm actually, even as he's saying it, I was sitting there thinking about how well would a, would people vibe and hype and talk about a solo show in comparison to say something that we just saw which was loki would would people be would the average fan be more interested in seeing a young han solo than they would say mandalorian I don't know. I'm. I think Obi Wan Kenobi. I don't think it has Kenobi. to be one or the o- the other, though. That's no. The thing. It, no, it doesn't. I'm. I'm just. I was imagining for a minute that sure. that this happened. That that was what he was pitching. We're doing this episode, and it's about Jabba. We're doing this episode. It's about the Pikes, right? And I'm going through, and I'm thinking on a weekly basis, the vibe say on social media and being excited for the next episode, and they release a new poster. You know how they're doing with bad batch and it's got Jabba on it, you know, and everybody's like pumped because that was Wednesday's episode was the Jabba episode. And now they're promoting it. I don't know. Just I'm thinking 
how is that going to compare to Obi-Wan Kenobi? Will Obi-Wan Kenobi be more hype? I don't know. I I feel like this solo series is just such a home run and I don't understand how so many fans don't see that. And I don't think it's just because I have watched the movie and we've talked about it over and over and over because we have. But even from the very beginning, I've thought that the Han Solo adventures has everything that people like about Star Wars and I don't know why they don't want that. So anyway, I yeah. think a big piece that's been missing from the sequel trilogy and from the Mandalorian and a bunch of other projects has been the romance aspect. I don't think they've done it very well, except with Kira and Han. And I think that's a big thing that's missing. And if you look at streaming services, their top shows in the past few years have been romance shows, romance uh, or some type of element of romance within the show. Loki did great because there was a romance element. Uh, Bridgerton killed it on Netflix and that was literally all romance so yeah obviously there's certain audiences that take to that stuff but I think there is something to be said of you know like an Indiana Jones or something that you have this sweeping adventure but there is romance as part of it and I think this story needs to be told she is so angry in this comic like unreal I read it and I immediately was like what did he do what did Han do because you hear all these things that Han has done or like you know in the force awakens when we meet him again they're like you know there's no one else in the galaxy you can swindle uh and everybody's mad at him which you just kind of as a Star Wars fan blow off of oh Han's always pissing everyone off But this Mm -hmm. is like John said, this is Kira. She let him go. She basically saved his life, let him go, told him he was innocent, idolized him in a way that was romantic, but also like, I adore you in a sense of not just romance, but like friends too. And as a person. Mm -hmm. So for her to go from that to then you're reading this comic book and literally the words bolded are dead, trusted and name (laughs) like so like it's very specific that he's the one guy in the galaxy that she despises and she's going to benefit off him just like the way that he probably benefited off of something that he did to her um also she's rocking this cape in this comic book which makes me Mm -hmm. laugh because she was all about the capes and solo and here she is wearing one um and i love the tie-in with the characters from uh dryden voss's ship that are like her her people her little entourage that's cool too um, but yeah, the Han show is just like literally waiting. It's like it's like right in front of us. And you look at something like this and you're like this. Imagine if this scene was live action and played on screen. Like that's insane that you'd have all these characters in one room. You have Darth Vader showing up being like Han is mine. And then Jabba's like one million credits. Like that's insane. It's crazy. Yeah, I think yeah. about that stuff pretty often. Lacey is like how how different would so many of the star Wars stories that we get in the comics and the books and the animated series be if they were told in live action? Cause right. I have it on record myself that I think rebels is actually the, the best star Wars story ever told. And it flies in the face of everybody who's, you know, grown up with the original trilogy because that's fundamentally star Wars. Yeah. But I, I look at all the characters and the story and the, and how big the picture is and everything, and I feel like when you say, John, that it's about the family and the, the, the small relationships and stuff, that stuff just 
is so big in rebels that's like the most important aspect of it and it and comparatively it's almost it's almost loosely about family in the original trilogy in an odd way um oh yeah comparatively to 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 how rebels plays out but yeah it is interesting to me you know looking at all these different stories and how they at the core of it happened they they really happened you're just seeing it drawn and you're just seeing it written out but these events are live action in the world you sure, know they happened, they're happening yeah. yeah and this this particular uh issue ends with darth vader walking into the room and saying no 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 no. sorry here's how it's gonna go solo captain solo's mine and i, I just you could see the know. credits roll, right? You can see uh, it being like, "Oh my gosh, what?" And then I mean, it goes picture credits, yeah. picture that scene being the end of Empire Strikes Back or something. You know, back in right. 1980, like Darth Vader walks in, and then the, the credits roll, and all this is—it's so crazy. Like he's talking to Jabba and all these other characters that are in the room too, that are all like underworld characters. <sighs> Give me job cool. a puppet. Yeah. What are you waiting for? <laughs> we do have we do have one other thing that we wanted to talk about, and that was that right. the uh, Galactic Star Cruiser poster was unveiled. And I don't know how like it's clearly official. I don't know how official you want to get with it. Um, it's one advertisement that they've done that is like a poster for the movie or for yeah. a movie. Uh, but it was very cool and got everybody reminded that this is happening, excited again for it to come out uh, at its now undisclosed date, just Next sometime year. in 2022. Yeah. Uh, but again, uh, invigorated for this uh, Star Cruiser, this hotel. Lacey, what were your thoughts on the poster? The poster's cool. It looks kind of like the Galaxy's Edge one they did not too for long ago that were like, here's all the things you can experience. Obviously, the big thing that sticks out to me is Chewbacca and Kylo Ren, because that means that they're probably a big part of this adventure. Um, so that's super exciting. And I wonder if the lightsabers are the ones that we saw the video of, the retracting ones, uh, like you had kind of thrown out there, James, that you thought it was a part of that experience. I'm still hoping it's an attraction, yeah. Because yeah, it looks like a kid is holding the lightsaber. It doesn't look yeah. like an actor for a show. Right, right. Um, other than that, like reading the description of like it's two days of fully immersive character experiences with storylines. You get to pick what side you're on. My, <laughs> I kind of laughed to myself because I was like, first of all, imagine working this thing and you have to reset every two days and you have to redo this thing. <laughs> the same things over and over it's like edge of tomorrow where you're like reset <laughs> um but yeah no this is really cool and i hope i get the chance to do it sometime because it's gonna be nuts i i can't even imagine what it's gonna be like that's a that's a good point is, you think it's every day or do you think this only happens on weekends like thursday friday or friday saturday sunday it seems like it's a two-day thing, so they might do two days, reset, two days, reset, two days. Reset. Like, it reset every two days or something I like that. I thought it was three days. Three days, two nights? I don't remember. Doesn't anyway, matter. Regardless, yeah. it's it just resets after every few days and does the new adventure again. 
yeah, you're right. I just never, I hadn't put that together. Is this, this isn't one of those like canon things, right? I believe it I don't, is. I've, I think it is. I don't know though. I mean, oh, the story takes definitely during, takes place between during the time era of Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Right. Big mistake. Big mistake. Why? Because with that time, it's it's past. Like it's just like that doesn't make any sense. Uh, I just don't get that. Like I don't need my theme parks and my Star Wars hotels to be canon. I just we are too much with the canon. <laughs> it's just like I leave it to the movies, you know, the shows and all that stuff. But I, I don't need like I know I'm in a theme park. I know that that thing is Coca Cola. Like. We need to relax a little bit. Like, that's crazy. Now this hotel's canon. So my, my continental breakfast and my scrambled eggs are canon now. You're not getting what scrambled eggs. You're getting fried yip-nip. Tip-yip. <laughs> um, waiter, uh, I have a uh, gluten allergy. Uh, sorry, gluten's not canon, sir. <laughs> here's, your, oh here's your meal. <laughs> The poster is cool. I love I seeing can't Chewy. agree uh, less. Yeah. I know. I know. I, you you say, banana. I know that's Coke. I'm like, I'm glad they made the Coke the way they did. Uh, I yeah, love the Arabesh. Yeah. I love the new design. Sure. The bottle. Sure. It's all cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the poster is cool. I think it looks cool. It, uh, it actually is a little more, has a little bit more of an artistic flair to it than some of the actual movie posters that we have seen. Yeah. Um, especially some, some of the Marvel posters are just like really egregious with what they try to slap in there. But um, I, I dig this poster. I don't think it's one of those posters I'm going to frame and throw on my wall or anything like that. But it's cool that they went those lengths to do something like that for, for this hotel experience. And this is going to be a, a one-of-a-kind experience. I'm not completely slamming down the experience. I just don't need it to be like canonical. I want it to be fully immersive. Um, that's not what I was saying. I <laughs> want to be in there and do my thing, but I don't want it to be like one of those things where like, it's your experience takes place between this and this. It's like, dude, if I'm paying, if I'm selling a kidney to go stay at your hotel, I got news for you. My story's taking place after episode nine, and there's nothing you could say about it. <laughs> oh my god. Eat it. Cut to a social media video that makes the rounds of John at the desk checking in, being like, no, I'm not taking place before this, the last it's Jedi. Ray Skywalker era. I don't care what you say. <laughs> sir, <okay>? please, sir. <laughs> James, I'm allergic to melon. I'm allergic to melon. There better not be any cantaloupe on my tray. Sir, Cannon there's no cantaloupe in Star Wars. You're like, you, there better not be. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm rethinking ever trying to go to this hotel with John. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll still have fun. It's just don't don't canonize me. I don't need to be canonized. I mean, I th I just think I don't know how much they're gonna put into making forcing that to happen. I think things are gonna happen and. That's just when so, they take place. So if I go up to a waiter and say, like, uh, have you heard the legend of, oh, did you know that Palpatine came back and he died? They'd be like, oh, I, I don't I don't know that. Well, that I mean, that's already happening in Galaxy's Edge where oh, you can go uh, go and talk what to people mistake. and ask them things like, do you speak Arabesh? And they're just going to be humans and be but like, that makes no, no sense. Because our little kids now who have seen Rise of Skywalker, 
who were like, that's Ray Skywalker. They're, that's her, their hero. They can't go up to Ray and say, you're Ray Skywalker because it takes place before episode nine. That is so stupid. Change it. But I Update don't, it. I don't know that it is to that. Put the round dish on the Falcon if you haven't already. I don't think it's Fix to that it. level. I don't think an actor is going to correct a kid ever. Oh, really? Do does does like uh, Gaston? Wait, Gaston dies in the movie. You telling me the the park takes place before the movie happens? That's that's not canon. That's what I'm saying. Beauty and the Beast. They don't care. He's doing push up contests with waiters. He doesn't care. <laughs> But they, but they're not gonna the, the actors don't correct people and stuff do they? I think they do. I think Lacey, they do. you would know better than probably people. either of us. I don't know if they correct people, but they have certain lines that they just answer with, or of like just be like, like people have gone up to Ray asking him or her about Kylo Ren and oh don't you love Kylo Ren and stuff, and she'll just give a generic answer, being like oh he, we're battling him right now with the resistance, like. The, they don't get into or like I still see good but in Ben Solo. Yeah, yeah, but that's canonical. What What's the point of right. having that's because that's where she is right then. That's what I'm saying. I like I don't think they correct them. I just think they have lines that they repeat back. And it's not that I'm that impassioned about it. It just makes no sense. Why would it you? Seems trap, like you are. Why would you trap a theme park in between two movies? That's the dumb thing. Did you? You didn't watch the Star Tours episode video yes, on. Sorry. Disney Plus that they behind the attraction I or whatever the new yet. show Don't is. Don't spoil it. No. Is Star Tours canon now too? No. It's not. It's not. It's outside of Galaxy's Edge. But they talk about why it is the way that it is. Galaxy's Edge is the way that it is because of this reason. I don't want to spoil it for Lacey or anybody who wants don't. to watch I it. Please don't. I want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so so that, that's the thing. It's like I'm watching it and I felt very seen. I was like, I know. I get it. That's We should that's do a video where you do it. review that, by the way. I under... Like, if you just All walk right. up to Hang me... On. You know, before Galaxy's Edge existed, not... I had ever heard of it. They they say, "What would Star Wars Land be like?" You, uh, they're probably gonna do Tatooine and stuff, and that just makes so much sense. I'm just, I like the way that they did it. They went about. I'm it. I'm not saying don't make your theme park canon, but don't make be like this. <laughs> you're you're in this time frame now, where it's between what this one year between. It sounds like you're saying don't make it canon. This movie. <laughs> No, but make it canon, but be like, it's a loose thing where you don't know what time frame it is. I don't, I mean. That's what now, it is. No, when it's you get, not. Yes, it, takes it, place before, it takes place before the last movie they just made. Yeah, it's after Last Jedi, before know, Rise of Skywalker. I know that. I just don't know how specific John means by loose. <laughs> Just make it immersive and thing. Don't be like, just so you know, I, you know, I don't you're think only any, in this time frame. I don't think any normal person the hell out of here. goes to the park and is like, when, when is, when is the time frame here? I don't think any normal person goes to this park. I think we're all crazy. You don't think a normal person goes to Star Wars? But to No, I do. Like, I'm just, okay. it's just, <laughs> John, John's being crazy. spicy today. <laughs> Yeah. D- About cantaloupe and uh, Disney hotels. How do you like your buffet eggs, sir, at our Canon Hotel? <laughs> the funny thing is, I don't know if he's going to change his mind when he goes or if he's going to be. I don't know. Sir, is 2% milk Canon by any chance? Because I don't like whole milk. 
<laughs> I love that it's only the food that's that's really like, well, no. Yeah. Every example he's had has had to do with like milk or gluten allergies or something. I would like my sheets not tucked in, please. I want a no tuck. John, you have no suspension of disbelief. <laughs> I, I think that, I have no, a lot of suspension. That's literally what it is. He has no I can't suspension. So much so that I can't believe that they're making the hotel canon. Like I can't oh, believe it's not butter. I can't believe a lot of so, things. So 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 you're there and you're buying something in the in the shop, and do you expect them to say twenty dollars, or do you expect them to say twenty credits? I don't know. And which one would make you mad? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think it's funny. You think something in that shop's going to cost only twenty dollars? Uh, well, it's the to- uh, toothpick or something. I was going to say that's the real joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I'm just having fun. I'm just having a good time. I don't really care. I'm. I ho- I'd love to go. I would love to go. It'd be a good time. Good time. <laughs> it's. I. I just find that funny that most most of the crazy fans would be mad at someone because they called it they said twenty dollars and they should have said twenty credits and they're the crazy fan. John's mad because they're saying credits. Well, yeah, it's like Dwight, it's like You I'm, should just call it dollars because we're we're not crazy people here. I'm a human, you're a human. We're on Earth. It's <laughs> Slow like Dwight, down your role, Mr. Castle. Don't go to Harry Potter world then. I know. Dwight Church, I've been to Harry Potter world. Yeah, Get, John. Sorry. But they Bl- found a way to hey. excuse it though, because they're like, "Oh, you're a Muggle, you're on Earth." You know exactly. what I mean? Like they've exactly. excused it away. Right. Yeah, <laughs> John. Harry Potter world takes place before the last movie that came out. I know. There's roller coasters <laughs> because in it when and you're when you're riding it, oh, they're still young and in the school. <laughs> yeah, but I, the Harry John, Potter John, it has takes place. It, is, it takes place before the first movie and after, or after the first movie before the last one. We're so on this. All right, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just dragging it out. Uh, do you guys Dragon. want to end a resistance report? John's like, <laughs> yes. oh, yeah. God, get out of here. <laughs> the, this resistance report takes place between episodes eight and nine. I know. Punch yeah. it, Chewy. <laughs> All right, well, that's it for Resistance Report. Uh, Lacey, let's talk a little bit about Patreon. So, guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can like this video, comment, subscribe on YouTube, follow us on all the audio apps, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Or you can follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N or Instagram at the resistance broadcast so if you want more than that of your daily dose via the social channels audio apps etc you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast starting at two dollars a month you support the pod and everything that we're doing here us creating content doing what we love which is talking about star wars um so this is the part of the show that we let our generals and spice runners be a part of the show where we ask them a question and they give us an answer before we get to that i want to thank our generals and spice runners so first of all, thank you to Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Je- Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Oliver Lewis, Frank Grande, Hass, Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, Timothy Hill, John Chorlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, and Val Trichkov. Thank you guys so much. Those are our generals. And then we have our thank Spice you. Runners, who are hey. David Probus, Neil Shaw, Double C Chris. Kendall Gelnar, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, and Micah Harrison. Thank you guys so much as well. Thank you. Thank you. This week we have Andrew Staley. What up, Andrew? General Andrew. 
And he has the question of which John Williams Star Wars track delivers the biggest emotional impact? Ooh. Andrew, take it away. Hey guys, thanks for the question. Um, the Jedi Steps from The Force Awakens to me is one of the more emotional scores by John Williams. Uh, the scene itself is suspenseful as we await what Ray finds at the end, and the music slowly builds to when Luke turns around and the um, solo Jedi theme is just incredible. Um, I, there were so many other selections, but this one really came to mind right away. And I went back and listened to it. And it's such a great piece. It was emotional because at the end of the movie, you know, you had lost Han Solo. And they talked the whole movie about trying to find Luke. And now here, finally, you know, the last 10 seconds of the movie, here's Luke. So uh, just an incredible emotional piece. Um, my second place piece was probably Reunion from The Rise of Skywalker. So thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. May the force be with you. Nicely done, Andrew. It's always fun to see you on the show. John, what do you think? Because I think this is your answer. Yeah, that's a perfect answer. That was actually the Jedi Steps is the first time I welled up a little bit watching a Star Wars movie in the theater. Uh, just because Ray went through that whole long journey and we're finally like maybe about to see Luke Skywalker and the, that music is just so powerful and emotional uh it's it's john williams still bringing his fastball when he could be doing a greatest hits you know and i i thank him for that so i think that is a great pick without a doubt um and and yeah you you said it right like it's just uh, the build and the swell and then you get to luke and uh, you, you nailed it andrew you nailed it and i like your other pick too honestly that whole friendship theme from the rise of skywalker another outstanding piece uh, so I think this was a, a perfect answer, a absolute home run of a pod race. You did it again somehow, Staley. You did it again. Thanks for all your support, man. We got to talk about my experience at uh, the NASCAR race. I had VIP passes. Uh, amazing stuff. Can't wait to talk to you about uh, that immersive experience. But more importantly, thanks so much, man. See you around. James? No, I agree. Uh, this is a, a good pick i think that a lot of people would probably go with um it's interesting too i've said this before but the force awakens is the best soundtrack out of the sequel trilogy and i feel that is because all of the songs or a lot of the songs were new to us and then we just heard them again and redone a little bit in this in the eighth and then even more so in the next one there are new songs in those other ones but um, the only time that we've really felt that Star Wars has given us the biggest impact is A New Hope, Phantom Menace, and The Force Awakens, because those themes carry through that trilogy, but Force Awakens was just so good, and this was the piece that everybody left the theater on, so, you know. Besides the main theme that plays at the credits, but I think everybody kind of tunes out the music in a weird way. Then it's like, oh, credits, let's talk. You know, everybody's mm -hmm, excited. Mm -hmm. But so, but that's the last scene in the movie. So yeah, good pick. Awesome job, Andrew. Uh, this is a great track. TFA is my fave, as you know. So I agree that this is definitely an emotional moment and it's a perfect choice for something that like John Williams just killed it. Although when does he not kill it? That's the truth. Uh, now we're going to go back to John. John? 
All right. Yeah. Thank you again, Andrew. Now it's time to just uh, close things out. We have a few minutes. I uh, know we've, you know, this wasn't our typical Monday show. We got a little long winded and stuff during Resistance Report. Uh, but just close it out with some uh, thoughts we have going on. First thing I got to ask Lacey is now that you have Central Air, has that changed your podcasting experience? Uh, yeah. I mean, in the summer, it gets hot in here if I don't have central air, so I'm not as hot as I normally am. But um, other than that, it's just changed my life. It's like not hot all the time and it's quiet because I don't have the air conditioners running. I feel like my brain can think like too hard, like too much now because it's like always that like I have to put white noise on when I sleep now because I'm like not used to like, how I, I quiet too. it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, three of us it's three of us have shared a room. Did we use true. white noise? I don't remember. I played no. The Force Awakens on headphones. She, well, she's saying she's saying it's a new thing because of the missing sound. Oh, I see what you're saying. But she did listen to, yeah, soundtrack because James snores. You both snore. It's not one. It's both. You both do. How are we going to do? John worse after he's had a couple drinks. I wanted to to ask you guys what is one piece of Star Wars canon material that you would have liked to see in live action that isn't animated? Because obviously I would think like Clone Wars or Rebels or something. Well, I mean, just... Not that you have to have read it. But even, or, or you know, uh, the comic or whatever, just that you were interested in it. Probably Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, yeah. Because it's pretty close to live action. You know, <laughs> I was so. going to say, dang, she ca- kind of cheating there, but, I, but, but still. I just yeah, gave okay. a James uh, Bainey answer to James I, Bainey's question. <laughs> well, I just, I always know that if you were to say, what story do you want to see, would you have rather seen in live action? It's always going to be the next closest thing to live action, you know? Sure, sure. Book wise, I don't really know. I haven't really gone into the High Republic yet. I just haven't had the time. I plan to. It's just hasn't worked. I've I've heard amazing things about Rising Storm. Is that the most recent one? Yes. Yeah. People love that book. Yeah. So so maybe for you, Light of the Jedi, you would have liked to see as a movie release. Yeah. I liked the story of that one. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, John. Yeah, anything pop out to you? I, I'm, I mean, not a cheat answer, but, but kind of talked about it a little bit last uh, Thursday, where just some of those Vader comics stuff really, I think, could have been way more dynamic done in live action. Um, just the, the, the violent Vader stuff. So, um, so I'm gonna make you choose, but I assume you're gonna choose Darth Vader Run Number Two, the one where it takes place after Revenge of the Sith. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And not yet. Not even so much the stuff, the mystical stuff, like the Lord Moman and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yeah. The the more um though the more barbaric. Yeah. The more bar- barbaric side of uh, Vader. Um. Not not so much uh, the reflective stuff or the manipulative Palpatine stuff. Um. Yeah. Just him. Just a ruthless element of Darth Vader in live action would be a just beautiful thing to see uh like shot with settings and really seeing that raw power from 
the greatest villain <laughs> in cinema history. You know what I'm saying? I just thought of Step Brothers where they're sitting on the couch watching his shark week and they're like, look at that raw power, just raw. <laughs> Do they power. say that? Yeah. Oh, it's also what Snoke says, right? Did he say raw? He's jumping. The shark's power. like jumping out of the water and they're both sitting there like after they got into the big fight and they have the ice pack on his head and Will Ferrell's like, look at the raw power. Oh, yeah. Wait, when, when is shark week? It's, it's now. right now. Oh, so as as this airs, it's right this week? No, it's... Done. Yeah, done. Oh. It was last week. <laughs> did you they do missed it, it, So buddy. I hope you enjoyed Shark Week, guys. Do they do anything new? I don't think so. Just, it, is it still like... The Megalodon to, was To a, be fair, know. is it is it that people, like YouTubers and stuff, are they preparing for Shark Week? Or is it... Is it on air right now? Because I don't have cable, so I never know like when it is. I have it to base on it on YouTube. It was on Discovery and stuff. I'm pretty yeah. sure. No, I know, but do you have cable? Did you see it on? Did I watch it? No, but I saw the commercials for it. You saw commercials. Okay, that's enough. Yeah. That's all I wanted to know. Because I was confirming based on the fact that I'd seen videos on YouTube promoting Shark Week and stuff, but not the actual... Not the actual Shark Week. Like, people doing stuff for shark week and i don't know if that means like it's now or when it comes upcoming like for instance there was a it used to be huge shark week it was a, like a jackass thing. thing where they that, yes where they just were talking about how it was being shot for shark week but it was released this footage was released i guess during shark week but i don't know do you know what i'm talking about john i uh, know there's a newcomer to the the fourth movie, and he ramped into a thing with sharks, and one of the sharks like bit his hand, and he was afraid he was gonna die because they were gonna eat him. And holy cow! They, and they go through the whole cast, and they were talking about how of all the things that have ever happened on Jackass, that was probably the craziest thing because it was legitimately that scary that they well, that they were they, gonna watch their friend they used steve-o as bait one time where he put a hook through his cheek and he like kicked the shark in the head yeah but i don't i yeah but again i don't think this was because i think he was getting attacked was the issue look and I, he was bleeding I, out and all i love the stuff. jackass movies and i think this is the perfect time for another one to come out after all the crap <laughs> everyone's had to deal with the past year like to see these guys like still doing their thing at their age like i the big thing i saw is I, that bam's not in it right bam's yeah he's I, he, did he's you see not his video well. <laughs> i hate no, to I didn't. throw the guy under a bus but he has I, the, he released that video where he was i don't know if he released it but he was like live on tiktok or something and he's trying to defend himself and throw shame at the other guys. And it's he's very clearly in the wrong. <laughs> well, I want to know what people think in the comments and or on Twitter yeah. of which Star Wars characters do you think would be on a Jackass team? <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> if it a was good a one. show with Jackass yeah. characters. Yeah, I have to think about that. That's a good one. Um, Honda. All right. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good. That's a good note to leave on. As we're they're all like, it's it's like R two or Chopper or something, and he's got his little like shocking thing, and they're all like shocking themselves. You can't pick a droid though, because droids can't really feel pain. No, I'm saying that he would do it to other people. Shocking, like they're like walking along, and then like Chopper comes out and shocks him, and you see like bam, they fall over. (laughs) That's pretty good. I like that. 
I, yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. Um, all right. Well done. Uh, all right. So that takes us to the end. We want to thank everybody who was uh, on board with us today for listening and watching. See, we turned out an entertaining episode with very little news on our Monday show here. Uh, make sure you do subscribe to the show wherever you prefer to get the show, uh, whether that is YouTube or your preferred audio app. I'm a Spotify person myself, but we are on all the major audio apps, so appreciate that. And spread the word. Tell a friend. Send a link to a friend. Say, check out TRB uh, for a good time talking Star Wars. Also, like we said earlier, StarWarsNewsNet.com. Not just for your reviews, but all of your Star Wars news every day. Every morning, hop over to Star Wars NewsNet. We really do a good job of giving you the best quality Star Wars news possible and a great experience. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey, writing and editing at StarWarsNewsNet.com, and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies. Tomorrow, we will be releasing our episode on The Rock. So come check us out on that. James. Uh, lots of places Twitter and Instagram at Meyer Trunks uh, last Friday and on the channel now Bad Batch Reaction Show good episode and uh, tomorrow we're doing book discussions uh, I'll be back with Kyle Larson and we'll be talking about High Republic Out of the Shadows come and check that oh, out oh lord very good uh, Lacey People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. And I didn't mention this during our Patreon pod race, but we did just do a live reaction to Mando Chapter 3. Um, so that's one of the cool things that we're doing on Patreon now. We're doing a whole schedule of monthly live watch alongs with us, whether it be our Q&A, episodes of Mando, uh, just cool stuff that you can hang out with us throughout the month uh, starting at $2. So I just want to throw that in there. Absolutely. Yeah, those are a good time. Um, all right, so we will be back on Thursday where we're going to look at 2022 and how it might quite possibly be the biggest year in Star Wars history. So if you're feeling like there's a little bit of lull going on right now, buckle up, baby, because 22 is going to get real. And we're going to talk all about it on Thursday right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids.